Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another CMYK podcast. My name's Matt, and I just got to start off by saying thank you. Thank you to so many of you who chose to reach out in these last couple of weeks since the last podcast and just share incredible warmth and kindness and love and embrace over what was ultimately a really hard decision and a really hard podcast to put out there. And... Um, I'm just really grateful for the people that I get to call friends, and that's many of you listening to this. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you that have reached out and been so kind in the midst of this hard season. It's been, it has been hard. It's been sad um, and difficult for some of you and for me, obviously, as well. But ultimately, it, it feels good and right and true, and so many of you are helping that feeling as well. What I want to do today is take a few minutes to uh, engage in some conversations that I want to have over the next couple of weeks that I'm simply calling closing thoughts. And the idea is not that these thoughts are the end-all, be-all things that I have to say or that are about spirituality or these kinds of things, and you know that, that's not it at all. But as I've thought about this idea of wrapping up this season of CMYK and coming to a close... What are things that I would hope that would be at the forefront for you as you think about this stuff? And the reason that my hope is that they would be at the forefront for you is because they have been there for me. That these are things that I have uh, been thinking and processing a lot in the last year and a half, particularly these last couple months since we made this decision, and that they've been helpful for me and that potentially that they would be helpful for you as well. And so I want to start off with today's closing thought, and then we're going to do one next week, and then the week after. And then on September 12th, we are going to be hosting uh, what we're calling a CMYK connection and celebration. It's a picnic, and the opportunity is for us to come together and see one another, because many of us haven't connected in a long, long time. So the opportunity for that connection is huge, but also celebration. We want to celebrate this thing, CMYK, what it was and what it is, and to be able to share stories. And we've got some ways that we're going to be doing that in a unique way. So my hope is that Sunday, September 12th, that you would be be able to join us. And whether you're someone that called CMYK your church family or your, you know, community home, whatever language you brought to it, or you're somebody that's just kind of dipped your toe in the water or been around it on certain levels at different points, we would love for you to come and be a part of sharing this story. Come and be a part of celebrating the great things that were and are a part of this thing known as CMYK. So September 12th, CMYK, Connection and Celebration. It's going to happen at Pioneer Park. It's going to be a picnic, and you are invited to bring your own everything. <laughs> so whatever you want, bring that. And the things you don't want, don't bring that. Uh, but just bring yourself, bring your kids, bring your friends, and just come and connect and celebrate with us. It's going to be from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And that is kind of more of an open house idea, so don't feel like you have to come for the whole time. Just feel to come, say hi, and get out of there if you need to, but I hope that you can make it. CMYK Connection Celebration, Sunday, September 12th, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at Pioneer Park. I hope you can, I hope you can be there because I would love to see you. Okay, so today, what I want to talk about, this first closing thought that I want to bring to the table is three words, but more significantly, three categories, or as I would call them, three buckets to identify in our lives. 
I believe that our life obviously is filled with many kinds of experiences and relationships and things, and that the opportunity in our life is to be able to categorize certain things in appropriate ways that bring health to how we go about our life, that we see certain things in a proper light, and that seeing something in an improper light or in an unhealthy way is something that can actually bring a lot of brokenness and pain and frustration and anxiety into our lives. And so I want to talk about three buckets, three categories for how I've come to identify most things in my life. And the opportunity is hopefully for you to identify certain things in your life in appropriate ways as well, and to do your best to find the right bucket or right category for everything happening in your life. And so obviously that's a big goal, but we're just going to talk about it. And I hope that this stuff is helpful because it has been huge for me. Today, I want to talk about the three categories of rhythms, stages, and seasons that I believe that all of life in one way or another has the potential to be boiled down into one of those categories, that this is a rhythm for my life, this is a stage for my life, or this is a season for my life. And that a healthy life is able to identify appropriately which thing goes where. And so when we think about it, we talk about this idea of rhythms. The rhythms are things that are innate within our human experience. Obviously, music is something that easily comes to everybody's mind when we start to talk about music, that music has rhythm. There's an ebb and a flow to it. There's an anticipation to it that you can anticipate when that bass drum is going to come in. You listen to a, you know, a drum groove like... You can anticipate when that is going to happen within that groove. And when it doesn't happen appropriately, something feels off, something feels weird. When there isn't the proper space and rhythm to what's happening, all of a sudden, everything feels off. It's not the... This is the first time I've ever beatboxed, so I hope you're enjoying that. I think I'm doing okay. But we go through this process, and we can anticipate and feel it. It's, there's something about music. There's something about rhythm that is just innate within our humanity. We see it also within the world around us, that the sun rises and the sun sets. And there's a rhythm to how that goes. If the sun all of a sudden rose four hours earlier than we expected, there would be something off about that. If the sun all of a sudden, you know, set seven hours early, that would be really weird and would upset a lot of things because there's a rhythm to how the world and nature and things around us are processing their experience. There's rhythm to it. We can anticipate when things are coming. There's rhythms to our sleep and life gets upset and messy when we don't have a proper sleep rhythm and cycle. We anticipate, I'm going to go to bed around this time. We anticipate, I'm going to wake up around this time. And trying to disrupt that is disruptive of not just our sleep, but other things around us as well. Or something just within our humanity, like our actual physiology, like a heartbeat, has a rhythm. And there's an anticipation of when that next rhythm and beat should come, that contraction of the muscles of the heart. And if it doesn't come, something is very, very wrong. Or if it's way too fast, something is very, very wrong. And we've got to address it. Same thing with our breath. Rhythm is something we all understand and experience in every area and facet of life. And I believe that a healthy life is able to identify what certain things need to be rhythmic. In other words, certain things that need to ebb and flow, and we can anticipate when it's going to come again. 
one of the best ways that I know to think about this is within the concept of jazz music. And I know, I know jazz music isn't for everybody, but if you've ever listened to much before, uh, one of the reasons that jazz isn't always the most popular genre of music is because it can feel like random craziness at times. Like everybody's just playing random notes and random rhythms and everybody's going all over the place and we just don't know what to expect. But in the midst of good jazz music, what I've discovered and learned is it a solid jazz drummer or a solid jazz rhythm section? They can go all over the place, or new instruments or new melodies or new ideas can be constantly introduced into the song and what's happening, but a good rhythm section is always able to carry the backbone of the song, this anticipated rhythm of things moving forward. And that a bad musical experience is when that anticipated rhythm goes away. You can no longer feel what's happening because it just feels like craziness. In a world that's always on, that's always got something going on, and there's some breaking headline, and there's something happening on social media, in a world that is always on, it is incredibly difficult, I believe, to find rhythm. In other words, an anticipated pace for our day, an anticipated rhythm for our week and how things are going to ebb and flow and what we can look forward to and what we can know we're going to rest from. That many of us feel potentially like bad jazz, if you will, that things are constantly be throwing our way. There's new melodies, new ideas, new instruments, new things that we got to address and deal with that. Now we got to think about that. Now we got to carry that around. Now I got to process this. Now we gotta, and we can't anticipate what's coming and what's next. And one of the more unhealthy things of my life has been a lack of rhythm. And in fact, when I think about this idea of CMYK and what it was, I believe one of the most healthy and significant pieces about it was that it was a rhythm for my life. That every Sunday morning when we were having morning gatherings or evening when we were having evening gatherings, there was this anticipated rhythm of me entering that space, seeing certain people, talking about things that mattered, engaging things within the spirituality world, and that I could anticipate the ebb and flow of that rhythm. That's a healthy rhythm. Well, as we've said, the season of CMYK is coming to a close, so this idea of rhythm is something that's been at the forefront of my mind more than normal. Because I'm asking myself the question, okay, so this rhythm of CMYK is no longer going to be present. What kind of rhythm do I want to see? Because a good rhythm is always present even when new things are being introduced. And so it's an opportunity for me, and I believe an opportunity for you to step back and to ask yourself the question, number one, do I have a healthy rhythm for my life? Is there actually ebb and flow? Is there beats and rests? Are there moments where I'm able to just pause and relax? And are there moments when I'm engaging and I can anticipate engaging things that matter in my life? For many of us, we know what it's like just to run around always feeling like we're behind and we're not actually engaging the things we want to engage because we're so busy just trying to play catch up all the time. And for me, now is a moment. This has been a season and a time for me to ask the question, what kind of rhythms do I need to introduce or be reinforced in my life? And so when I think about things like my physical health, what kind of rhythms do I want to live in when it comes to how I live physically in the world? 
Exercise is a piece that I want in my life, but it's hard to make it happen when it feels like things are always happening compared to, no, I have this rhythm, this backbone for my life that I'm going to see this. I can anticipate, my body can anticipate that today's a day when I'm going to go for a run, when I'm going to exercise, when I'm going to do this thing. Or maybe mental health. What things help you on a mental health level? And that we can anticipate and have a rhythm of these things that are beneficial for us in our mental health. Is it reading books? Is it engaging in certain conversations and relationships? Counseling, therapy, whatever it is that we can anticipate a certain rhythm that we're experiencing that health. Instead of go, 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 go until we crash and burn and we need to just address things on a major level. No, rhythm, healthy rhythms in our life is innate to our humanity and understanding what certain things fit in this bucket. No matter what's happening, no matter what's being introduced, this is the rhythm of my life. I can feel it and sense it and anticipate it. And the minute this rhythm goes away, something's wrong. And so we address and we look for it. For you, for me, actually, right now, the question of relational health, the rhythm of the relationships and friendships of my life, CMYK was a big piece to that. So now that that goes away, I get to ask the question, what kind of rhythm do I want to see in my life when it comes to the relationships and friendships around me or within your spiritual health? What kind of rhythm is helpful for your spiritual health that these things don't go away? I can anticipate them coming and going, coming and going. And one of the things that I've learned in this last year and a half in particular is that, <clears throat> excuse me, rhythms are not always intense. Now, this just might be for me, but when I think about like engaging a physical rhythm uh, for my life, a physical health and having a rhythm, I want to be intense. There's something about my personality that I feel like I'm not actually doing a good rhythm unless it's like working out two hours a day and I'm just go, 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 go. Or like I'm only eating vegetables all the time or I'm on some crazy whatever thing. Like that I bring intensity to that rhythm and that's the rhythm that I'm supposed to have. Please hear me. Intensity and rhythm is not always a good thing, particularly when it's all the time. If you don't believe me, go listen to death metal. Because there's heavy metal music out there that is just intense all the time. It's the guitars playing all the notes all the time. The drums playing all the beats all the time. The singers singing all the notes all the time. Like it's just all in your face all the time. Now, I'm someone that can appreciate that. I'm someone that can get behind that. That there are moments to scream and just give your all. Go for it. But to believe that that's a healthy rhythm for your life is not what I believe the most beautiful way forward. Because some of the most beautiful and significant rhythms are the ones that are subtle and small and quiet. And I've found this to be true when it comes to my health and life in these areas of physical health, mental health, relational, spiritual, that sometimes the healthiest rhythms are the quietest. And so maybe I don't get the intensity of a two-hour workout like I want to do, like like I, could, like I could honestly work out two hours, let's be honest. <laughs> but I don't have the, this intense like end-all, be-all like workout. But I just get in 20 minutes, but I have a rhythm, a healthy rhythm for what this 20 minutes looks like. Oh, man, there's something significant to that healthy rhythm. I understand nope, this is a rhythm. It doesn't have to always be intense. It doesn't have to always be 110% go, 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 go. No, I can have a healthy rhythm. 
It's just 20 minutes. It's just quiet and subtle. I can have relationships that aren't intense all the time. I can just have friendships that are just quiet. But there's this rhythm, this anticipated, I'm going to be around these people. They're going to be around me. We're going to going to connect. So as the season of CMYK is coming to a close, I believe it's a significant thing to ask the question, what elements in your life need to fit in that bucket or category of rhythm? And they go, don't go away. You can anticipate and know this is when it's coming. It's every day. It's every third day. It's every week. It's once a month. It's twice a month. Whatever it is that there's a rhythm and you can just know, okay, it might not be intense. It might not be the craziest end-all, be-all thing that I want it to be. But at least it's the rhythm because it's the rhythm that matters, not the intensity. The second category or bucket, stages. The stages are things that are meant to be experienced fully, yes. But once you move past a stage, you move on from a stage, the idea of a stage is that it doesn't come back. There's not an ebb and a flow that you don't anticipate like a rhythm, this thing coming back into your life or being like it was. So an example would be like playing a video game. When you're playing a video game, you start on level one, and then the goal is to progress and get to level two. Makes sense, right? The goal is not to, as I found myself when the original Nintendo was a thing in my home, I know I just dated myself, but that's the system I grew up on. There were many games that I had that I literally only stayed on level one because I could not beat it because games were hard back then and you kids with your Xboxes, blah, blah, never mind, just joking. Anyways, there was a difficulty that I was always stuck on, stuck on level one and I've discovered as a grown-up that a good game is one that allows the player to progress and to feel like they're moving forward and things are happening, that the goal is not to stay stuck on level one. And I believe that life is filled with stages, that there are things that we experience and things that we go through, but we're not necessarily meant to stay there forever. We're meant to progress. We're meant to move forward. We're meant to experience different things. All of us were a kid at one point. Other people were responsible for what we were doing. Other people had the job, hopefully, of making sure that we didn't cut ourselves or burn ourselves or cut or burn or hurt someone else, that, that there was others that were helping keep us safe. But at some point, we move past that stage into adulthood where we are now responsible for ourselves. And then there's a stage potentially where you move past just being responsible for yourself and you now get to introduce somebody else into that mix, whether that's a partner, a spouse, or ultimately maybe kids. Now, one of the things that's significant and important to note about stages is just, just because there are stages in life does not mean that one stage is better than another. So there's a stage of being single in your life, potentially, and then a stage of being married. This does not mean, please do not hear me say, this does not mean that being married is better than being single and that having kids is even greater and that you're progressing. This is where the video game metaphor breaks down. I fully realize that. But what I found is that understanding there are certain stages for my life and then learning to ask the question, what stage am I in and where am I, is an incredibly healthy, significant thing. And here's why. Because there was a stage in my life when I was single. And it was a great stage. But then there is a stage in my life where I got married. And those are significant stages. They're completely different for how I'm choosing to go about my life. 
In other words, I had a certain schedule and life and pattern and ways that I spent my money and people I hung out with when I was single. And then I get married and that needs to change. I cannot live my life like I'm a single person when I'm married. And that changed even more the minute I started having kids. I cannot live my life. Kate and I cannot live our lives like we don't have kids if we have kids. This is a stage that we are in. It's something new. And we must fully recognize and embrace this stage if we're to experience life on a healthy level. And the reason that this has been powerful for me is because many times what it's easy to, what's easy for me, and I think I see it happen in other people's lives as well, is we sit around and we reminisce about a stage that we were in previously. In other words, Kate and I, it's easy for us to sit around and just reminisce. Remember when we didn't have kids? Remember we could like sleep in and our stuff was actually our stuff and it wasn't all sticky all the time and broken all the time? Remember that? Like, those are pretty great days. Like we could spend our money on things that like we actually wanted rather than whatever we're spending our money on now when it comes to kids, that there was this, op, there's this, uh, this thing in us that we love to look back on where we were. Now, it's fun and okay and healthy to reminisce, yes, but I must fully recognize that's not where I am anymore. I'm in this different stage, and I must fully embrace this stage and this life that I'm in. That a healthy life is found just like a good video game with progression and moving forward in stages, and that I don't long to go back to level one and just get stuck in level one. No, it's progression, and I'm moving forward, and that your life would be the same thing. The last thing I would say about stages is just the understanding that so much of our culture is driven by voyeurism, our opportunity to look in on other people's lives, and we begin to believe that the stage that someone else's life is in, what their winning looks like, is what stage our life needs to look like. And so we end up, whether it's not, maybe it's not looking back on our lives, but it's looking at someone else's life and we believe, no, I should be there. And they're at a certain stage relationally. They're at a certain stage economically. They're at a certain stage just because of where they live. And we should not bring that expectation of that's what winning looks like because we see someone else in a different stage in life. I must understand what stage my life is in. There was a stage of my life where I was young, married, working, lots and lots and lots and lots of hours at a church. That was a stage that was good and beautiful. That stage doesn't exist anymore. I'm at a stage where I'm a husband and a father and I've got this job and this is where I'm at. There was a stage where we lived economically before, like we didn't have enough and Kate and I needed, we didn't have furniture. We needed furniture. We didn't have a car. We needed a car. We lived in this state of we need to kind of hit the grindstone and make this happen. There was a stage where Kate had college loans and all of these things. That was a stage that we were in. Yes, but guess what? We're not in that stage anymore. And so I need to recognize we're in a different place in our lives economically. And in many ways, we have enough. In so many ways, we have enough. And so where there's this part of me that wants to go back to this, oh, but we need more. What if we had this? What if we had that? And like dream and try to go after more and more and more and more stuff. That's unhealthy because the reality is the stage I'm in is I have enough. And I just need to look at what's in my hands and ask what I can do with the stage that I'm in rather than reminiscing or being voyeuristic about someone else's life and the stage that they're in. What stage is your life in? And potentially CMYK was a part of that 
stage that you were in, and that's okay. But maybe there's an invitation to move forward, to do something different. And rather than reminisce or be just frustrated that this thing is going away, to understand, no, this is a beautiful stage that just like we're doing it again, video games, we did everything up to this point to now be able to move on to this new stage and place in life. What stage do you need to recognize your life is in? And stop looking in the past, trying to live there, and stop just looking at everybody else and where they are in life, thinking that that's what you should be. No, you should be recognizing where you are and what stage you need to fit in. The third category in bucket is this concept of seasons. Now, seasons are, they feel like rhythms in some ways because seasons come and go, yes. But a season is something that is much longer than a rhythm. And a season is something that we cannot anticipate and we cannot schedule how long or short that is going to be. We all know that winter is not something that's supposed to last forever, but even in Antarctica, there's a summer. Now, it's not the greatest summer, but there's still a season to it. And then in our lives, that our lives are meant to go through seasons and that a healthy approach to seasons is to understand that certain things that fit in this category and bucket do come, yes, but they also go. (laughs) They are not here forever. And we cannot anticipate, we can't understand, and we can't schedule when those things are going to come and when those things are going to go. But there is a season to it. And so just like a healthy approach to the seasons of weather that we experience, My approach to seasons is to understand what season am I in and how do I appropriately live and respond to that. So if it's in winter, I'm going to appropriately respond to winter by putting on a coat, wearing clothes, staying warm, those kinds of things, obviously. And a healthy approach to seasons is to know when that change has come. It's no longer winter. Or it's unhealthy for me to live like it's summer 365 days of the year when I live in Montana. That's weird and awkward when I wear shorts when it's 30 below. It's weird for me and it's weird for you. (laughs) It's not something that should be done because there are seasons and we need to respond appropriately to the seasons that we are in. What seasons is your life in? And the reason that this is helpful for me is because there's certain things I need to be able to see and identify that this is a good thing. It's a great thing even. And it, it belongs in this season bucket. This is how I need to look at it, that it's here and I need to celebrate that just like a great summer barbecue. This is awesome, but not every day for the rest of my life is going to be like this out on the deck because there's a day when it's going to get cold. And when it gets cold, I'm not found in a place of denying the fact that it's cold out and I'm just pretending like we can have a barbecue on the deck. No, I'm always responding to the season that it's in. And I'm not trying to pretend like I know the exact change of when the season is going to you know, be different. I'm just working to understand what season am I in and how can I respond appropriately. So this might be something that's found for you within like relationships, that there's been a season of a relationship in your life, whether it was a friendship or something closer or work relationships, whatever it is, that you go through this season and then things change, things evolve, things are different. 
And you, it's not like you are entering a new stage and you're like, I'm not going to be friends with this person anymore and you're done with them, but it's just a new season. And so you need to identify that new season and understand that maybe that season will come back around and you'll be able to have stronger, closer interactions with that person once again. But it's a season. Maybe there's seasons of intense work and seasons of rest, but seasons come and go. And for me, when I think about CMYK, Season for me personally has been the best bucket and category that I've been able to think about this thing. It's why I've been using the language of the season of CMYK is coming to a close. Because for me, there was so much good beauty that came from CMYK and what it is. But I began to realize that there was a part of me and potentially a part of you that was going to be fighting for something when change was in the midst, when the weather was different. And yet I was going to continue to fight for something simply for the sake of fighting for that thing rather than responding to the season that it was. And that for me to recognize this was an incredibly beautiful season, eight years of my life spent in this season that I'm so grateful for. So many people, so many stories, so many things happen in my life personally and hearing stories of other people as well. I'm so grateful for it. But it would now be unhealthy for me to try and force it to be something more than this season that is naturally changing, growing, and evolving. And the reason season is significant for me is because I didn't set the timeline. I didn't decide, in, honestly, that no, the season is over. No, there was something that was happening that I just had to recognize and see that. And it would have been unhealthy for me to treat it as anything else, like I had some control over it. I have control in the decision, but to recognize what was happening in me and around me, that was a season thing that I just need to see that and step out of in, into what the reality of the season that's in front of me. The other reason that season is so significant for me, and the reason I bring that word to it is, I don't know what the future holds. I know what the next couple steps are for me personally and for our family, but potentially, there's this opportunity to maybe this thing comes back around. It's probably not going to be CMYK, obviously, because we're making some decisions about that now. But this opportunity that there was a season of my life where I wanted to be a church planter. There was a season of my life where I wanted to have my, if you will, quote unquote, my own church and try some things and explore some things. Kate and I were very invested in this thing. And it was an incredible season. But that season has come to a close for her and for me. And does that mean it's going to come around again? I don't know. I don't set the timeline. But I do know this. The season has changed. And it's healthy and important for me to celebrate those moments in the season that we just came out of and to be honest about the season that we're currently in and to try and prepare for what's ahead, just like we do with the weather. So what season are you in? I think many times we're fearful of changing season because change is always hard and it's just easier for us to keep living the same way that we've always lived rather than recognize no this is a new season for my job for my identity for my relationships for my family for how I go about things there's a new season here in front of me and I need to recognize that change is hard when it comes to a difficult season we can pretend and just try to think like everything is just okay and no it's not okay but it's a season and that means even though it's not okay 
things could and will change again and to live in that mindset. What kinds of things do you need to recognize are in a season right now? And that there's a time that, yes, it started, but there's a time for it to close as well and be done and wrap up and move on rather than believing that where you are is where you're always going to be or who you are is who you're always going to be. No, life is filled with seasons, and you can be honest about that. I said that so much health for me comes out of these three things, these three categories and buckets, rhythms, stages, and seasons. And that you, my hope, as I have been doing in these last few months, is that you would find and identify the certain areas, relationships, dreams, hopes, visions, whatever it is, that you would find the things in front of you and be able to categorize them in a healthy way. That just like when you're doing the puzzle, the square peg goes in the square hole, the round peg goes in the round hole. And you understand that. And that many times we can spend our life trying to put the square peg in the round hole. We live like things that are supposed to be stages, like they're rhythms. And we're always supposed to, you know, have this kind of rhythm. No, it was just a stage. Like you're you're not supposed to live like you were when you were 18. So stop trying to live a rhythmic life of an 18 year old no there's what are those rhythms that never go away what is the stage you're in right now and you can look back and recognize yeah that's where I was but that's not who I am or where I am right now and that's okay and what are the seasons that you need to recognize this is where I am right now and things might be changing or things will change soon but I'm not fighting to hold on to a season that I'm in and I'm not pushing to get through a season before that season is done. I'm present fully in what's happening right now and when a season is done, I'm able to recognize that and celebrate it fully. That is my hope for you because that has been so helpful for me. There are rhythms, stages, and seasons of our life and that you would find the appropriate place for the appropriate thing. I love you, and I hope that not only are you listening to this, but on top of that, that I get to see you on September 12th, 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Would love to see you there at our connection and celebration for CMYK. We can talk about these kinds of things. We can talk about what kind of seasons, stages, and rhythms you've experienced in your life and what those kinds of things look like because I'm still learning and I'm still growing in my own life in these things. I want you to know that I love you. And I hope you're doing well. I hope to see you on September 12th, 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at Pioneer Park. And I'll be back next week with my next closing thought as we continue to wrap up this season of CMYK. Thanks so much.